Welcome to another episode of Yesterday's Capers. I'm Abdullah Molim and every week I will bring you the very best shows from the past that the world has to offer. It's back to school and for the next month we'll be looking at educational shows and TV shows and cartoons primarily set in the classroom and the school playground. First up, we put Magic Mountain up against the CITV classic Mopper Top Shop and we take a special look at a special show in Bear in the Big Blue House. I hope you got your singing voices ready. So, let's get started. And joining me as ever, it's producer Paul. Hey man, how's it going? Yeah, I'm alright, thanks. How are you? Yeah, again, eh? Just been really, really busy. Yeah, it's been like super duper busy, right? I haven't driven so much as I've driven this last month. Oh, really? Forever. I've been driving everywhere. Uh, where Where have you been? Here, there, and everywhere, pretty much. All the motorways. Yeah, yeah, more or less. <laughs> I think I think me and the North Circular have got like a bond now. That's like literally one of my worst roads ever. It is, it is, it is, it is really the worst road. The A four hundred six North Circular, like, because it's right, like the whole mouth of it is like in Ilford, and it's just like, oh, which way to go and. I completely feel you know. I I find that as soon as you get south of the M25, if you're coming from north, then all the worst drivers in the world are waiting for you there. It's like, you know, if it was a computer game, they'd all spawn on that bit and then just, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, right. It is. It is back to school, and uh, yeah, like I said, for the next month, we'll be talking about educational. Uh, anything to do with school, maybe a high school drama, maybe your educational shows or cartoons, anything resembling that, yet yeah, we'll be uh, covering that for the uh, the next month. I can't personally remember my uh, back to school experiences because it's such a long time ago now. I mean, I just remember like there being you you know you've been a week into the school summer holidays and then you seen back to school everything everywhere and it's like no i don't want to go back to school i mean to be fair i i only used to see it towards the end of august now it's like in the middle of july you've got back to school sales and it's probably the best time to actually buy stuff at that time because they're probably really cheap and they'll jack up the prices by the end of August. I remember going to school. You, just, you always start school term with all your best pens and things. And then like second day of the term, you've got nothing left. It's all gone. You've lost everything. You've got a scrap bit of paper to write your work down on. Yeah, because for us, it was even like at primary school, we had school uniforms. So it was a yeah, case same here, we yeah. had to buy school uniform and because I was growing all the time. Oh, you grow into it. Oh, believe me, <laughs> I did grow into everything. Uh, like you, you, you'll buy something like two sizes too big, and it's like, oh, don't worry, you'll grow into it. And it's like, yeah, I actually did grow into it. <laughs> so it's one of those things. Where and I out of it quite quickly. All the time. I had to like get shirts. Because I think in primary school, we all had to like wear navy blue. That was like the, the color, basically. Navy blue. And a white shirt. We had like a white polo shirt, kind of like a... White polo shirt? Yeah, we had to wear underneath our sweatshirt. So it had like a collar and then a blue jumper. Yeah, that's just a normal shirt, yeah. 
Yeah, no, but not like a shirt shirt, like a polo shirt. It wasn't um, it wasn't a shirt shirt. Oh, oh. What, what about winter though? You don't wear polo shirts in winter. We only got to wear like the polo shirts in the summer. Yeah, in secondary school. In our school. But in secondary school, in in in. Oh, in secondary school, we had we had uh, we were allowed to wear like blue. We were allowed to wear blue shirts in summer. Oh really? Like, blue polo shirts in summer. Yeah. So we, we had white polo shirts, but we still had to wear a blazer. But in a, in yeah, in the winter it was like full shirt and tie. I think they let us drop the tie in uh, in the in the summer. I think. Oh yeah, because obviously if you're in the blue polo shirt, that you don't really have to worry about. You don't have to worry about um, ties and things like that. But you know, in um, yeah, in, in primary school it was all navy blue and white shirt, obviously. And then in in uh, high school we had um, black jumpers, black trousers, but we had blue blazers. So we like stuck out in the in the area like sore thumbs, and obviously, well, we had well, we well, if you didn't have rival schools attacking you. Because obviously everybody in the borough wore bl- black blazers. And that used to be the thing for Loxford. But they thought, oh, we're going to make Loxford people wear blue blazers. And like when we used to go home from school, we'd have to put our blazers in our bag just in case. Because obviously Loxford, kids from Loxford were getting like beaten up. Really? Yeah. That's it crazy, got, man. It, it got to a point where it was really bad. And like the police would be at our school like every other day. Because it was like, it got. I think it got to a point where, where one kid was like hospitalized. Because he just got caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. He had his blue blazer on and... At that age, there should be no wrong place and should be no wrong time. It's so crazy. Yeah. But it was one of those things where, like, for Loxford kids, it was like, they were like to us, it's on site, basically. It is on site. If we see a kid with a blue blazer, he's going to get it. And that's what happened to this uh, poor lad. And yeah, literally, we had to put our blazers in our bag. We We could not wear our blazers going home. That's like that's crazy, man. Trouble almost. Yeah, the thing is, like people say, a lot of people say, oh, you know, school's the best time of your life, and you know, this and any other. You couldn't pay me to go back to school. School, I school was. I mean, life was easy. Yeah, but it was. But no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, I I didn't have the best time at high school as well. I mean, I don't remember being more bored, more annoyed more frustrated at school than anywhere else like what you know get to when you're an adult you get to do whatever you want kids so don't let anyone trick you into saying it's the best time of your life no i you know what i actually disagree with that because when you're a kid you've got no responsibilities you got no bills you gotta go to school you gotta sit some exams and that's it sometimes i do wish it was i was back there even though i had even though i had a crap time at school there's no responsibility i ain't got pay no bills I ain't got no worry about deadlines and, and, and work and stupid bosses and people. All I had to do at school was do my homework, study for exams, and that's it. I didn't do the studying. I didn't do the, I didn't do the homework. So. You don't have to do all of those things. It's the fact that you had that security and you had nothing really to worry about other than that. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That is true. But then you have to say things like, mum, can I go to the park with my friends? And she can say no. But now I ring up my mum and I'm saying I'm going down the park with my friends. But that depends, though, isn't it? And like, she... <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't compare that life to this life because this life is like, yeah, adulting, responsibilities. Come on. I mean, I wouldn't mind being that age without school, but school ruined it. So. I mean, schools, I mean, you can change your schools, you can change your environment, you can get better teachers. But in this in this world, it's like, at least if you had to do a do-over, you can change 
who you went to school with and the students and whatever. Like, I, like, like to be honest, I could count with like one hand, like the amount of people I liked at my school. And I see them to this day. Other than that, it's like... I don't talk to a single person I went to school with, not one. I mean, I live in a completely different area now. But um, but but one thing I found out was that, you know, some really high achievers at school, you know, they were getting the grades. They were, you know, they were, you know, they had all the prospects in the world, man. Like some of them, they didn't know how to navigate adult life. So they ended up getting a, some dead end job and they stayed there. Um, whereas... And yeah, for me, it's like obviously all the cool kids and all like the, the, the gangsters in my school who used to run the school, they can't navigate the real world as well because that's one thing that they miss as well because their life was so easy because they can come to school, they're king of the nest, they can do what they want, they can say what they want. But it's like, come outside, you can't do that, you can't say those things. And most, if not all of them, are struggling badly. So that's another thing. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? You get so caught up in like, oh, this is a cool kid or this kid will beat me up or this, you know, this whatever this kid will do. But then you get to the workplace and, you know, that kid's a nobody now. And suddenly you're a somebody and it's like, who's laughing now, kid? Like, you know? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's uh, back to school, guys. And uh, kids, stay in school and learn something. All right. But not too much. No, too much. You have to learn too much. You have to learn. This is important. Kids, yeah, kids, go to school, stay in school, listen to the teachers, do all of those things, and make the most of your time there. Right, we're going to kick off with Bear in the Big Blue House now. And this show first came out in October 1997. And some of the things happening in the world. Andy Green sets the first supersonic land speed record for the Thrust SSC team led by Richard Noble of the UK. Thrust SSE, SSC goes through the flying mile course at Black Rock Desert, Nevada, at an average speed of 1,227,985 kilometers an hour, or 763.035 miles per hour. The first color photograph appears on the front page of the New York Times. British scientists Moira, Bruce and John Collins with their colleagues independently show that the new variant form of the Creutzfeldt jakob disease is the same disease as bovine spongiform encephalopathy or mad cow disease. Obviously I've said a lot of things wrong. I've probably did the numbers wrong as well. Bean was in the cinemas and spiced up your life by the Spice Girls was number one in the charts. Yeah, I know that one, obviously. I, I had sisters. So I think this is I think this was like in the the, the midst of their run. This was like the the, the, the the high point of their run. Didn't the Spice Girls like kind of like go out quite quickly? I felt I felt like they they came and they went, you know? Um ninety six to about two thousand I'm gonna say. I might be wrong with my dates, but I think four years is quite a long time. Bear in the Big Blue House now. So this was a American children's TV series created by Mitchell Kriegman and produced by Jim Henson Television for Disney Channel's Playhouse Disney preschool television block. Bear lives in the Big Blue House where he is a caregiver for his friends and they normally 
solve problems and they have many adventures together. They're sharing, cooperating with each other and developing social and life skills. Each episode opens with the welcoming song and the appearance of the characters. Each show focuses on the theme, for example, sleep, doctors or Thanksgiving, which falls into a lesson at the end. Songs and jokes accompany the episode. The character Shadow narrates a segment with shadow puppets in each episode. Most of the segments are in song, while some are simply a short story relating to the episode's theme. And at the end of the program, Bear sings a goodbye song with Luna the Moon. Bear in the Big Blue House was initially produced from 97 to 2003, but the sudden death of Lynn Thigpen, who voiced, who voiced Luna the Moon, led to production being put on hiatus for three years along with a planned film. In 2005, two years after Thigpen's death, Tara Mooney, who voiced Shadow, told Irish radio station that the crew's heart were just not in it anymore. But then after the hiatus and spin-off Breakfast with Bear, a final run of new episodes aired on the Disney Channel, with the last episode airing on April 28, 2006. The show was shown throughout the world, including in the UK on Channel 5, Milkshake, and on Australia and Ireland. As you can imagine, it won plenty of awards. It won three daytime Emmys for Outstanding Sound Mixing, and I think it was tied with Bill Nye the Science Guy and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids TV show. It also won Outstanding Directing in a Children's Series. So that was Mitchell Kriegman, Richard A. Fernandez, and Dean Gordon. They won Outstanding Directing in a Children's Series again, and Parents' Choice Gold Award a winner. And they won a Director's Guild Award for Outstanding Directorial Achievement in Children's Programs. Yeah, so some of the characters, you got The Bear, who's the protagonist of the series. Who's a, he's a large bear who's very kind and lovable. He's tall and has light brown fur, and he acts as the caregiver to all the other characters. There's Tutter, who's a small light mouse who loves cheese. He lives in a mouse hole in the kitchen of Bear's house, and he's considered the show's breakout character. Pip and Pop are two purple otter twins who live in the otter pond by the big blue house. Ojo, a curious red bear cub who has a wild imagination and is good friends with Trilo. Trilo is a white, blue and green lemur who is playful, loves to dance and always active and good friends with Ojo. Shadow is a shadow girl who is always laughing and telling stories and sneaking up on bear. Luna the moon, a talking moon and at the end of every episode, Bear walks out into the balcony and discusses the episode's theme with her and sings the goodbye song with her at the end while a montage of the day's events play. And then there's Ray the Sun, a talking sun, who would often rise or set at the beginning of some episodes starting from season two. And he will occasionally tell Bear what the weather will be like throughout the day. And sometimes he also sings the good morning song. Now... I'm going to have a vague idea of what you think about this show. I think I know what you think, but I want to see if I'm right. Sorry. This show was too long. It felt like they were treading water a lot of the episode. As in, like, it just felt like it was too long to fill that gap, like that 20 20 odd minute gap or whatever it was. It felt like it could have been like 10 minutes and then still been good. This wasn't my favorite show in the whole world. I thought it was a bit weird i don't really know what to say about this show it was, uh, the bear got, got on my nerves as well man i knew it 
I knew you would feel like this because you felt this way about Barney. I don't think you were the biggest fan of Sesame Street. Guilty as charged, yeah. I mean, it did kind of feel Sesame Street as well, didn't it? Sort of. Um, was it was it Canadian or was it American? Might be a little bit of both. I can say because I was like, because it didn't. It sounded the, the accent sounded a little bit weird to me, and I was like, is this the first bad Canadian TV show? Um, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, look, it wasn't. It wasn't the most terrible thing I've ever watched in my life, but it's, but it was, it wasn't the best either. It was just a bit weird, a bit crazy, kind of everywhere. Did you know the show existed? No, no, I had no idea. You'd never heard of Bear in the Big Blue House? No. What? I mean, I, I don't know where I'd ever would have come across it, you know? Well, it's come on milkshake. It was probably like channel. It was probably milkshake's biggest coup. So channel five. I didn't have channel five back in the day. Remember, I was a one to four. Yeah, but only for a little bit though. Until digital television came along. Until we had digital TV. So until we got Sky, which I don't even know what year we got Sky. Whenever Sky Digital came out was when we had Sky. So before that. We had no Channel 5. You couldn't receive Channel 5 in the countryside. Well, where I lived anyway. Um, well, I can't believe you've not... I can't believe you've never heard of Bear in the Big Blue House. But I will, I will say it was a little bit too long at 25 minutes. I think it's one of those things where if you're going to do 25 minutes, it's got to be exceptional. Like Sesame Street. It's Like Sesame Street was exceptional. I don't care if you didn't like it, but the whole world and his wife liked Sesame Street, so... But no, like, if, if you're going to make a show that long, it's got to be... Yeah, see, I mean, it can't be that good, because it's not even on Disney+. Plus. Even they thought, ooh, let's not put it on there. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's not put on there yet. But yeah, I'm, I'm surprised it's not on Disney+. Plus. Mind you, it'll be, uh, it'll be after we put it on the podcast, obviously, because everyone's following our... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now they're going to put Bear in the Big Blue House on, on Disney Channel, coincidentally, after we've spoken about it. But, um, no, you know what? It, it, I do think the musical segments kind of helped move the time along. I do think... It did for me because I skipped it. I knew, I knew you would skip it. But <laughs> some, of the, some, some, some of the songs were very important and they were trying to tell a, a, an important message. But I do think at the time, 97, you could just put on this program and the kids will be engaged in it and would watch it. Obviously, this was slightly after my time, but I did have little cousins and we would watch this with them together and they would they would love it. They would do the whole, oh, let's play with Bear in the big blue house. We're going to have a sleepover together. Yay! And, and, and all those things. And it was very nice. But... um. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I did appreciate Bear always naming characters. Yes. So it never. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. He'd walk around and be like, "Hey, look, it's Tata. Hey, Tata." Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. That's why Magic Mountain got extra points this week because each character was named after what they are. So. <laughs> oh boy, we're going to talk about Magic Mountain later. Ooh, but uh. Yeah, that, that that was that was one really really good redeeming feature, and I did like the musical transitions because it gave me time to make notes. I used that opportunity to to take advantage and make notes and and scribble scribble what I can scribble down. 
Did you watch that two minute clip? I, I did. Yeah, yeah. That's quite touching, actually. I have to it say, really, yeah. It, that, yeah, you could hear like the especially knowing that lady died as well. Yeah, because I think that was the finale, and I think you can hear the voices croaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can hear them like choking up because the last time. Yeah, and and he goes, "Oh, you played a big part of my life, and I hope you did too." That yeah bit when he said that. Oh, and then when they're like, "Oh, let's touch." everyone in as positive way as possible or whatever it is they say yeah because it's like you've you've helped so many people because i think they were saying that all the all the other characters they did something for bear because he has done something for them over the years and yeah the whole the whole thing was i think just, it's it's just a really nice sentiment to be honest they could have just put that episode or that bit on that episode on and then that's it finished finished it but you can't put that on every episode though. i mean you could but i mean that's like the best um you know live your life like that and away you go you know yeah, but that obviously that's the finale, and it's like you know I'm never going to see you again, so I'll leave you with this, with this message. And yeah, it was very very sad, and they they, they sing the goodbye song one last time. See the goodbye song that's like etched in my childhood. Yeah, see I yeah, not for me, thank God. Oh, that song! It's such a lovely song. It is a nice song. I mean, I, yeah, I didn't really care for all the other songs, and. Look, I think it's what you're, you're going to have to expect it with these kind of shows. Like, I was fully expecting a musical number after every two seconds. Obviously, as Brits... Proper kids show, isn't it? Like, proper, you know... I know as Brits, we don't really care for musical interludes. And you just want to just get on with it. Yeah. For me, there's only one movie that can get away with it. I can't even think to know what movie would possibly be allowed to get away with singing, in your opinion. The Lion King. It's the only film, only film that can get away with a singing bit, right? Well, not just The Lion King. There's lots of so- there's lots of movies and programs that have like good songs and soundtracks. No, nah, disagree. Yes, of course, because it's, it's it's like I said, this is part it's part of the gimmick. You have to expect it. You can't, see, you know, if you're saying that twenty minutes was long, can you imagine Bear in the Big Blue House without the musical interludes? That twenty minutes would have felt like twenty hours. Yeah, that's true. Those musical interludes helped break it all up, divide it into segments, so then you know that they're like moving on to the next bit by singing the song. Can you imagine it was just one show? Man, it would just be, it would be even more boring than you think it is already. All right, yeah, okay, I, I agree with that. You should have showed this to your son. He would have liked it. He watched it. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He did watch it. Yeah, I should have showed it to him. I managed to watch all three shows today with him, and he didn't ask to watch something, Tom and Jerry, or uh, what, uh, Spot the Dog he's watching at the moment, and Pingu. Oh, he likes Pingu. He absolutely loves Do you know that there's an episode of Pingu where he, um, where they where they get a the popcorn, and they make too much of it, and they go around giving it to everyone? Mm. Uh, he that, uh, he loves that episode. Ask for it all the time. I like the episode where he goes and helps the man with the music box and stuff like. That. Anyway, I've watched loads of Pingu now since we've since we've covered Pingu. I've watched a ridiculous amount of Pingu. <laughs> Good stuff. Right, let's talk about episodes we watched then. Right, so I watched the I watched the finale bit that you sent me. That counts as an episode. Um, but I watched the 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 what big. Did they do then? What did they do that day? They sung the final episode and everyone did something for Bl- no, for Bear. They it was an entire <laughs> episode and they, they did some stuff. But anyway, that that yeah, that that's like a little clip. I don't think that counts as an episode. Uh, I think it counts. Uh, so I watched the big little visitor. That's the episode I watched. So Bear has a mail for Tutter. 
so it's a bear has a mail and the letter is for Tata. So, um, and he can smell viewers. So uh, Tata is a mouse and the letter is from grandma, grandma Flutter. And the bear reads it and it turns out that this message was delayed in the mail and she's coming to visit today. So Tata starts panicking because the house is a mess. Everyone worked together to get it cleaned up. They're looking for Shadow and then they clean, get cleaned up. They're waiting for Grandma. I said two two songs later, they're still waiting. And then the doorbell goes. Grandma comes in and she has loads of luggage. She's just happy to be there. Then she goes to bed and then Bear tells Luna what happened. And then they do like an episode recap and then the goodbye song. What first episode I watched was Water, Water Everywhere. So Ojo comes around to play. He's pretending that he's sailing in the water. Then Pip and Pop join in and they all have fun together. Then the clip was really dodgy. And so I had to fast forward. And so uh, it ends up... Dodgy, to... dodgy clip? Well, it wasn't working. Oh, I see. It was like, it some, like inappropriate content stuffed in the middle Just... of a... No, 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 no. Not, not, not my bear in the big boo house. Not, not my show. And then it went on to Bear talking about mud and getting carried away because bears love the mud. And then he's singing about how great water is and he's figuring out what the shape of water is. They do a vox pop with some kids and they're asking them about water and what they like about the water. Tutter the mouse is making noise in the kitchen. Very, very busy. But Bear wants to know what he's doing. Tutter's complaining that he's too small. And then the link stopped working again. And then it comes to Bear suggesting that he can help by reaching. So I didn't miss that much. And then Tutter wants to go to the sink and drink some water. And yeah, the lesson was that it takes a big mouse to ask a little help. And it takes a big bear to help a little mouse. And then Trilo the lemur is having a bubble bath and playing with the bubbles. And then Bear's looking for Shadow. And he's trying to find her. And then Shadow's telling a story. But really, Shadow is singing. And Shadow starts to sing Itsy Bitsy Spider. Then Bear goes to the attic to visit one more friend. Of course, that's Luna the Moon. And then Bear tells Luna all that happens today. And then obviously they sing the goodbye song. Then I watch another episode called The Big Sleep. It's nighttime in the big boot house and Bear is taking out the trash. He can smell clean pyjamas because he's getting ready for bed. Then Ojo comes to the house and... Ojo is saying that I won't have a sleepover. And Bear is like, I just want to have my routine. I want to do a bit of reading and go to bed. But then Ojo invites everybody and then they all having a sleepover. Bear reluctantly, reluctantly agrees. And Bear's going to get a snack for everybody. And Bear says that his favourite time is bedtime. And then he says all the cool stuff about bedtime. And then obviously they ask the kids and do another Vox Pop. And they ask what they do before bedtime. Everyone's enjoying snacks, but they all want to brush their teeth. And obviously that's more important. Ojo's looking for Snow Bear to sleep with. Trilo wants a cuddle before bed. And Tata wants a flutter snuggle. Pip and Pop are hiding under the cover, but they're pretending that they're missing. Everyone falls asleep except for Ojo. And then Bear's trying to tell a story to try and get Ojo to sleep. And then Ojo falls asleep immediately. And then Ojo has a nightmare. And wakes up and they sing and then Ojo falls back to sleep. Bear's not feeling sleepy so he looks for Shadow to tell a story. And Shadow starts to sing Hush Little Baby Don't You Cry. Bear checks up on them one last time before going to see Luna. 
Then the last episode I watched was Working Like a Bear. And Bear is going berry picking because that's what bears do, apparently. They go to pick berries. Ojo and Trilo are arguing about what they should play. And then they decide to play Firefighter Rescuing the Baby. Bear is talking about work. And obviously that's the theme of this episode and what kind of work everybody does. Then they start asking the kids what they want to do when they grow up. Bear is setting off to go berry picking, but he's looking for his basket. Bear sees Tutter's furniture out in the open because he wants to clean up his hole and he's working really hard to clean it up, so he's doing a bit of dusting. Bear's looking for Shadow to see if she can find the bucket. Then she starts to sing, I've been working on the railroad. Da, 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 da. Then Bear finds his berry bucket under the sink and goes berry picking. Bumps into Pip and Pop and wants to know what they did. They said that they cleaned the pond, they flicked, they fixed a bluebird's nest and cheered up a bug. They were worried that they weren't doing any work. And so Bear tells them all of that was work. And Pip and Pop and everybody else want to have a bath after their hard work. And Bear goes up to talk to Luna and tells her about the day. And yeah, that was the last episode I watched of Bear in the Big Blue House. And obviously I watched the... Uh... The two minute clip honestly like for many many kids i think slightly uh younger than us because i think this was uh a little bit after our time because i think when what was i i was probably like nine nine ten years old when this show was like out on like really out out there and so yeah this was i thought this was a really really good show for for what it for what it for what it's worth and for what it for what it kind of offers i thought it offered it really really well of course in the lens of 2021 i can look at it and think 23 minute runtime is a little bit too long but at the time back then i would happily watch 23 minute shows and not yeah if you sat in front of the telly and there's nothing else to do let's be honest it wasn't like 100 bazillion channels to watch yeah and there was no platforms there were netflix no disney no amazon no none of that so no, honestly, I think for, 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 for the remit, for what it was, obviously, I think probably competing with the likes of Barney, with the likes of Sesame Street. So there was there was a good competition in that particular field. And I thought they kind of held their own in, in, in that respect. So uh, fair play to them. Right, head-to-head -head time now. And so we're going to start with Magic Mountain. And this came out in June 1997. And some of the things happening in the world. In the United Kingdom, the House of Commons votes for a total ban on handguns. The Women's National Basketball Association, or the WNBA, faced its first game at the Great Western Forum in Los Angeles. The Globe Theatre opens in London. It is a replica of the original Globe Theatre, and it opens with a performance of Henry V. Batman and Robin was in the cinemas and Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve was in the charts. It's this. It's a very, very iconic song, isn't it? Completely, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's quite a good song, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right, Magic Mountain. So this was a live-action Australian-Chinese television program broadcast on ABC TV on the ABC for kids broadcasting block 
in Australia, I'm guessing, and on China Central Television in China. And it is a full body puppet series aimed at children aged two to five years old. The series was produced in China with both a Chinese and Australian English dub in mind. Much of the crew was Chinese. The series has also been dubbed into Spanish and Portuguese, Arabic and Hebrew, among many other languages. Magic Mountain follows the adventures of the four national but iconic creatures of China, the tortoise, the dragon, the lion and the panda, and they are four friends having lots of fun with a little dragon magic thrown in. Dragon lives in a cave and is very wise with magical powers that often gets the others out of trouble. Panda is a little bit vain but still a likeable character who is quite smart. Lion is very playful, full of ideas and is constantly getting into mischief. And Tortoise is a motherly figure, always looking out for the others and trying to help them. These four creatures enjoy wonderful times as they invent unusual games, play tricks on each other and having exciting adventures as they explore their enchanting world. And there was one article on BuzzFeed about this program and what they said was, and I quote, while on the surface, it seemed like the premise of the show was fairly innocent. Upon rewatching several episodes, I can now confirm beyond the shadow of a doubt that every animal on that mountain was stoned out of their minds. Really? Was because it was part of the dragon doing the whole puff puff and yeah, but dragons breathe fire, so yeah, that dragon was a breathing fire though, was he? That's a that's reaching, man. I think that's reaching. I don't know. Let's yeah, let's talk about this show. I can understand it's a bit like it's a bit weird, but boiled down to it, all kids shows are weird. Budget was super duper low, I guess. Oh, don't see this as a high budget thing at all. This was okay. It was like a very basic, decently timed kids show. Yeah, I mean, I you know what, I do a little bit get the whole stone thing. I mean, what Magic Mountain, the dragon who was blowing smoke in the air, and you got like them going, "Let me, let me inhale that, let me inhale that." There was an episode where he breathed the smoke on a on Panda, and then she flew. She was high, literally and figuratively. There's quite a few like rumors of like you know. And you know, and it does happen of like adult themes sneaking into kids shows, right? Why can't it just be a fun little TV show for kids? Magic Dragon. Why can't that be a thing? And... Oh no, man! I mean, look, I'm I'm not I'm not saying I'm gonna run away with this and be like, right, that's it, that's you, whatever. I mean, if you want to read, if you want to read these adult themes into the kids shows, then fine. But I guess you know, we're cynical adults, right? I, I you know, what? I'm, I'm I'm I do think it is it is a a bit of a reach. And I don't, I wouldn't say it's beyond a shadow of a doubt, but for the most part, it was fine. It was your typical kids show, and like you said, it was. I don't think a great deal of money was spent making the show. The runtime I thought was perfect, ten minutes in and out, and yeah. So I thought I thought in that sense it was it was it was fine. So uh, yeah, let's talk about episodes. One of them was called Dr. Lion. So Dr. Lion was playing a doctor and then Panda's laughing at him, said like, you're going to be the worst doctor ever, basically. He says tortoise, similar kind of story. Then he goes to see dragon, similar kind of story. Then dragon needs help with his magical experiment. Mr. Lion, doc, Dr. Lion or Lion is sad because everyone's laughing at him. Then he falls, as, so he falls asleep and he dreams about people needing him and being the best doctor. 
Then he wakes up and Panda's twisted her ankle and he helps her. He, go, he tries to find Dragon and he's not there. He tries to go and Tortoise and he's not there. So he has to help her herself. And then Dragon come, Dragon and Tortoise eventually come. But there's like, oh, I've got something for you. And he's like, I've already done it. I've got a blanket for you. I've already done it. And then it turns out he is the best doctor on the island. Uh, next episode was called Flying Panda. So Dragon is flying over everyone and everyone's like oh you're so good at flying you're so good at flying and then panda says i wish i could fly and then dragon crash lands and she like kind of gives him a load of crap for crashing and she says you need to slow down you know like giving him all the tips but she can't fly herself and he says what do you know you can't even fly and then he says like you're a panda pandas can't fly and she says well and i think this is quite a um this is quite appropriate to be fair the panda is like oh you know what? i can fly i'm gonna fly because i think i could fly therefore i can right uh anyway so she uses tortoise as a ramp, ends up crashing. Then she goes in, a, she dresses up as a kite and Lion pulls her along. She crashes into a tree, then into a stream. And then fl- then, then the dragon blows of smoke on her and then she can fly. And then she gets really scared. And then she, like, so he lets her down. And then she says, flying is harder than it looks. And then she makes a fishtail so she can swim. And then she goes, oh, do you remember? Oh, do you know what I've just realized is that fish can't walk. And she's on the ground. Yeah, that's the end of that two episodes super simple super like not complicated probably not all that about drugs just simple funny episodes okay so i watched what did i watch okay so i watched one called secret apple tree panda wants dragon's help because she wants a little bit of breeze so that she can have a sunbathe so he's basically doing his thing puff 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 and sweeps everything away then the tortoise wants help from the dragon then I don't know what the tortoise wanted to dragon's help for. Lion wanted to get a ball off the tree and get the dragon to do his thing, but it doesn't work. Then the dragon starts to think that his superpowers don't work anymore and he's gonna stop. Then dragon sees green apples, I think, and then he wants to tell everybody about these green apples. Then Panda sees like all these red apples and she's trying to hide it from everybody. Panda and tortoise eat all the all the apples alone and they promise to keep it to themselves lion discovers the apple tree and the secrets out because they've all eaten too much and then they all bump into dragon and he still has issues with with blowing and then i think it kind of resolves itself in the end and he manages to get apples for everybody then the last episode i watched was emergency rescue panda is walking on a wobbly drawbridge and lion jumps on then everyone's all basically wobbling on this sort of suspension bridge and the panda's basically talking about a bridge beast to try and distract the lion then because they were supposed to be going to afternoon tea with dragon but lion is still there and he wants to meet the bridge beast then the dragon's like where the hell's lion i'm gonna go after him then the tortoise comes to the bridge and wants to know what's going on tells the lion that there's no such thing as a bridge beast lion almost falls but then the dragon gets there on time tortoise has to hurry to get rope and i thought that was quite funny that they were making the tortoise hurry up of all people hurry up tortoise fool and he's like i'm going as fast as i can lol then uh panda's still waiting for the others but worries that they might be having more fun then the others are calling for panda to help out Panda has to throw the rope down, but she's apprehensive initially. Then Panda joins the rescue and they're putting the rope. Panda is the hero of the day. And obviously Lion is obviously not too happy that he was tricked by 
pander about this bridge beast because this bridge beast does not exist. And that was Magic Mountain. It was like so so simple and so easy to watch that I don't really have much bad to say about the show. I tell you what, I did like the theme song. It was this show certainly wasn't a bad show. It was super super simple and short, and the characters were called after their names, so it, it had extra points, right? Yeah, you didn't have to write their names. It wasn't like something like Richard the Lion or Andrew the Panda or whatever. It was just panda, lion, dragon tortoise done easy four characters all called after the animals brilliant last but not least Moppetop's shop and this show came out in january 1999 and some of the things happening in the world the euro currency is established and the european central bank assumes its full powers the mars polar lander is launched by nasa the china news service announces new government restrictions on internet use aimed especially at internet cafes the sixth sense was in the cinemas great movie it is a great movie with a with the hell of a plot twist m night Shyamalan doing what he does best and praise you by fat boy slim was number one in the charts january again i think january is becoming the new september running into a lot of january's i mean it won't be long before the dead sea scrolls come out again so <laughs> yeah, yeah, fat, fat boy slim. There was the Norman Cook. I think the name was was it Norman Price or Norman Cook, the the guy behind Fat Boy Slim. Rings a bell. I don't actually know myself to be honest. Um, I know that he features in all of his own videos, though, right? Yep. And yeah, Praise You was a was a pretty good song. Mobbertop Shop now. So this was a British children's TV series that was a co-production between Jim Henson Television and Carlton Television. The show was produced and written by Jocelyn Stevenson, who started working with the Muppets as a leader on Fraggle Rock. And Stevenson said that the aim of Morpa Top Shop is to teach young children to embrace language and communication skills in a form where they can expand the boundaries of their imagination. And it promotes goodness and well-being. And it also teaches social skills, getting along with each other, and basic courtesy. The episodes always start with Moppetop welcoming the view into his shop, where you can get anything you want, and even things you didn't know you wanted. And he offers a few items from his seemingly endless stock, including a whistling fox, a squid in stripy socks, or a surprise in a box, or maybe a giant green pea, a sparkly blue sea, or a bird in a tree. And it features, yeah, the large green Muppet named Moppetop and his red duck-like assistant Puppy Duck. Together they run the Moppetop shop. And other characters include Moosey Mouse, who's a young mouse who lives in the loft above the shop with Father Mouse, Mother Mouse, Mother Mouse and Baby Sister. There's also local deliverymen, Lamont the Sloth, Neighbor, Claudia Bird and Fix-It Rabbit. Odd job Gerald. Each episode features background Muppets from The Muppet Show, Fraggle Rock, and other Henson TV shows as customers. And they will always interact with the characters. So, yes. Mopper Top Shop. I think I vaguely remember this show. I, d- I don't remember it well, but I'm pretty sure I watched 
Oh, oh, sorry. I'm not sure I watched it, but I'm sure I knew of it, knew the theme tune or something around it. It was very familiar. I thought this was a cracking little show, to be honest. The first episode, I have to say, like, the hook, line and sink of me because of the, I, I watched an episode about a ghost. And yeah, it was really good. It had essence of all of the other two shows that we watched, but I think it kind of nailed it. To be honest, I think it just just had everything in the right order, the right timing, the right characters, everything else. Just seemed to get it right. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember this show very well growing up. Um, again, a bit after my time, but it was one of those things where if you wanted to watch something, because this used to be like one of the first things that would come on CITV in the afternoon. It would be Muppet Top Shop, and yeah, this would be something to to definitely watch. If you wanted to watch something else after Mop Top Shop, or if that one of those things just sort of pass the time and have it on in the background, that's what the show was. But yeah, watching it now, yeah, I thought I thought it was I thought it was a cute show. I thought the themes were good, the messages were good. I do like the idea of going to a shop that has everything that you could ever think of. And I used to always think, oh, I wish I could go to Mop Top Shop and get this or something like that. And yeah, it, it was the characters were good. The stories were good, and yeah, it was what eight, ten minutes long. Yeah, really short running time, but like nice. But it wasn't like rushed, and it wasn't slow, and it wasn't you know. I think the timing was excellent. I'll be honest. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, like you can fit stuff in ten minutes if you do it properly. Sometimes you don't have to make something fifteen, twenty minutes long. You you can make something ten minutes, and if you can't make it ten minutes, then you need to cut some stuff out in post. Like all of it. But yeah, I know it was good. I, I I enjoyed this. Um, like I said, it's very familiar. Right. So this was series one, episode six, I believe. Um, yeah, I don't know about orders. You can just kind of go. Yeah. So a guy, guy is pretending to fly, and it makes him hungry, and then a ghost comes in. It's like Halloweeny episode, and a ghost comes in, and they and then they have a ghost department, and he's an, he needs a new boo because when he says boo, everyone laughs. He goes, he goes pew instead of boo and it you know a ghost is supposed to be scary and then they said i say oh if you promise not to laugh so he said, i'll show you my my boo and then he they like he goes pew and they they kind of just like crack a smile and then and then they just end up laughing at him which is funny but anyway there's a ghost song in there then they end up giving him a new boo it's good and then the mouse takes the old boo to to show it to the baby because the baby starts crying when the ghost gets his new boo then a fierce monster comes in and he doesn't want to be fierce so they give him the not scary boo and then the big clock and then it's time to close the shop next and last episode i watched was episode 63 called fishing um the mouse has an empty fish bowl and then a man come man comes in called um mr fisher he wants a fishing rod he goes i bet you don't have a fishing rod and they have a fishing rod but you don't have a chair and they have, even have a river in a box. Then they sing a river song. And then he wants one more thing, a fish. Uh, Moppetop's looking for one. And a mouse goes fishing for a fish uh, in the river box. Um, and then he says, um, oh, I couldn't get my, I couldn't keep the fish because Mr. Fisher wanted it. So I've given my mum some flowers instead. And then Mr. Fisher leaves the fish so he can have the fish. And that was the end of that. I watched an episode called You Are What You Are. And so Lamont comes with a delivery with pink and green spots. Someone comes to the shop and saying that they want to have like huge changes in their appearance. And then another puppet comes in. They get their changes and they're all really happy with it. Kevin Koala wants to buy something for his mum. And 
I think, yeah, he manages to get something for his mum. Then the puppets change their mind and they want the best colours. And yeah, that was it, really. Yeah, grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> then I watched an episode called Simply Sorry. See, now I wrote what Moppetop was saying at the beginning. So he was saying, do you like a purple string, a thing on a spring, or a frog that sings? And then he's waiting for Lamont with orders for balloons. There's two pigs called Ollie and Sophie, and they're looking for red, blue balloons. They see a yellow one, and they're fighting over it, and it pops. And Ollie's devastated about the balloon popping, and he blames Sophie, and his heart is broken. And obviously Sophie's like, I'm sorry I popped the balloon, but I'm thinking you both popped it. It's not just your fault, Sophie. Like, you don't have to say sorry. And Sophie wants to give him something special. So she's trying to make a strawberry jam sandwich, but Ollie doesn't like strawberry jam. And he's looking for someone to sing. And they find the singing frog. Ollie's still sad and the song didn't work. Then Lamont finally arrives with balloons. Sophie says sorry and Ollie forgives her. They don't want balloons and they just want to roll in the mud just like pigs. Then I watched the last episode I watched was Easy Peasy Lemon Squeezy. So Moppetop is saying, would you like some jigsaw puzzles, a tower and pile of bricks or a fish that whistles? And the, 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 the fish starts to whistle the theme song. So I thought that was pretty uh, clever of them to do that. Then Moppetop wants Poppy Duck to sort out the puzzles and he will sort out the tile of bricks. And then Poppy Duck is finding the jigsaw a bit difficult. Someone called Mr. Easy Peasy is looking for a challenge in the shop. Then Moppetop is saying that he could help out with either the puzzles or the tile of bricks. Then Mr. Easy Peasy works out the pile of bricks, but he's still after a challenge. Then he sees a fish whistling with his lips and Mr. Easy is like, I want to know how you do that. But he wants to practice anyway. And yeah, that was the end of that episode. And we have to pick between Moppetop's shop and Magic Mountain. Yeah, Magic Mountain is last and then Moppetop shop is first. But they were close. They were both very, very good shows. I was going to say, let me base it on the theme songs, but I like Moppetop's shop's theme songs. I did as well, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Moppetop Shop because I thought, yeah, it, it was iconic and it held up a lot better for me now than it did as a kid. Because as a kid, I might have it on in the background just waiting for another program to come on either CBBC or CITV. So, yeah, I think I think Moppetop Shop was, was good and I thought it served its purpose really, really well. And 10-minute runtime, you won't get a complaint out of me. So, yeah, there you go. And uh, yeah, on that bombshell, I'll bring this uh, episode to an end. Yesterday's Capers is available wherever you get your podcast from. You can uh, check us out on all the on all the podcast platforms. You should be finding us on there. And you can find us also on the socials. On uh, Instagram, it's Yesterday's Capers 1. On Twitter, it's Yesterday Capers. It's YouTube.com forward slash Yesterday's Capers. Facebook.com forward slash Yesterday's Capers. And you can find me on the socials on Instagram, Abdullah underscore Molim, on Instagram, Abdullah Molim, all one word, on Twitter. Give me a holler and give me a shout. And join us next time for another episode of Yesterday's Capers. And tomorrow just my today. The moon, the bear, and the big blue house. 
We'll be waiting for you to come and play. To come and play. To come and play.